Wow, that that got me. That intro got me excited. Good job. Everyone say good job, Mr. Producer, on that introduction. Um, so we have Rob on the line. Rob wants to talk about masks all of a sudden just going away, except for apparently on the floor of the United States House of Representatives. We welcome Rob to the show. Welcome, Rob. Hey, what's going on, Max? Not too much. So, so what, yeah, what do you think about the hypocrisy of it? Oh, well, I mean, we've been living it for three years. Solid. Yeah. Everything they say, they backpedal on. And now they, it's, they, it's they become perfectly clear to the people I've run into, because I was that guy who refused to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And now I walk into places, the same places, and I'm saying, why are you wearing the damn mask? I said, well, my employer, I say, it's against HIPAA law for them to ask you if you've been vaccinated. Take it off. Well, you identify as trans-vaccinated, right? As trans-vaxxed? I identify as STFU. It's none of your business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, more power to you, right? Um, Did you see in, I think it's Oregon. Oregon now is going to require anyone who walks into a, a, a business without a mask they're going to have to show their proof of vaccination. Otherwise, they have to mask up. That's going to be Oregon law. But that contradicts other laws that are already written. And if they go under the guise of the COVID Act, then everybody should wake up and say, okay, now they're just doing whatever the heck they want and making us fall in line. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what they're doing anyway, right? They are... They, they are just making up, and I'm just putting it up on the screen so people can see Oregon will require businesses to verify vaccination before letting customers drop their masks. What a terrible thing to put on business owners. Like, what kind of business owner wants to be the mask police? It was bad enough with the mask police. Now, you're, now they're putting on the business owners that they had to verify vaccination status, that the business owners now in Oregon are required to look through medical records. No, that, this is terrible. But no, that's that's the left's well, idea. It's, it's exactly like you're always saying, boycott and boycott. If they choose to enforce that, stop giving them business. Hit them where it yeah. hurts. And I mean, it'd be a miracle if we just spend a day and not pay taxes on one item just so the government could feel it. Yeah. But yeah. to get that type of uniform cooperation... I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, we've got all the signs, all the red flags are there. It's just time for us to take a stand. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. And uh, you talk about boycott, boycott. I mentioned this on the show yesterday. If you are a restaurant owner, the, the only reason you are still in business is not because of the people who were so interested in masking, the people who didn't want to have to deal with the mask. Like, the the thing that was driving restaurants out of business was that a huge chunk of their customer base was terrified of the virus. So the only reason these these places that are still in business are still in business is because there were people continuing to go who weren't afraid of the virus. So the last thing they want to do, and the last thing they should want to do, is alienate the very customers that have kept them alive. Right? I mean, uh, that just seems so stupid. But, I mean, not every right. business owner is, is as smart as they should be. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, so, it, it's so depressing seeing how, how they, are, they are weaponizing this. And 
I, I feel for the businesses that are being put in the crosshairs and now are being forced to enforce it. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to people shopping or people trying to go to the businesses. Government should just, just get the hell out of our affairs. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And supporting those little mom and pop shots that, that took a stand is what we could all do and just unite that way and start hitting those big corporations where it hurts. Because if I can find the same part for whatever I'm building for 20% more, but I know it's coming from Joe to me, then I'll give Joe that 20% more just so that that business doesn't get my revenue, just so that they don't get my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone has different, everyone has different uh, amounts that they can afford, right? So not everyone can afford that. And honestly, everyone has to do what they, whatever they feel is best for them. But yeah, if you can afford five, 10, 15, 20, 50%, if you can afford to pay more, it's worth it to know that your money is going to a much better, not a good cause, but a business, a business owner that actually cares about the constitution, actually cares about your rights, isn't falling for this BS. Um, yeah, if, if you can afford it, it's absolutely worth it. I know Joe does that with Amazon. He won't shop at, at Amazon. I won't shop at Lowe's. I'll shop at Home Depot. I just have, I'm not interested in going to Lowe's. I mean, I, I won't do it. Like, I'll, if I even if, if I have to pay more at Home Depot, I'll pay more at Home Depot. But we all need to draw oh, that well, line in the sand, and we have to stick to it. Well, absolutely. But here you go. I can say this to have everybody think: you're forced to pay 25 percent more on fuel, and you do it anyway. Yeah. So maybe it's a frame of thought at that point. Maybe it is. Yeah. You know, and just, I leave, just I leave you it. with this, brother. Glory be to God. Everybody read Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. If you go through every day like that, the world will be a better place. Amen. Well, ha have a great weekend, and thanks for calling in. Ah, and he's gone. Uh, our number, 888 one one two one. If you want to call in, we are awaiting Joe. I feel I have a feeling that Joe is too far away to make it here on time. I think that he drove thirty minutes away, forty minutes away, and probably will not make it in time for because uh, now we're already into the second hour. Usually Fridays are a little bit shorter of a show than other weekdays. We all we all are busy. I actually have a brisket on the smoker right now because um, Joe is um, Joe's on his way here. So uh, hopefully he can get here. We're still trying to reach out to him. Mr. Producer, what do you, you want to say? Yeah. Uh, look, so I just saw an article the other day uh, that was talking about, you know, now the, there's an Ironman race happening. And the Ironman race is now requiring uh, that you, in order to participate, that you have a vaccine passport, right? And I've, I've got a mm -hmm. vacation coming up in July. You know, and there's there's a lot of conversation like, oh, we're going to need these vaccine passports or, or proof of these vaccines uh, in order to to participate or to fly or to go, you know, go on your vacation. What's your take on that? Do you think like I mean, one, do you think is is it legal? And, and two, is it something that that you think is going to take place across the country and end up going to the Supreme Court? Like kind of what's your what are your thoughts on that? Well, when if you remember in, in last year, if you remember last year when. Trump was allegedly considering locking down New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey to stop the spread of the virus. Leftists said that was unconstitutional. You cannot impose un unreasonable barriers on crossing borders. I mean, that's the whole 
idea of the United States. You look at pre-Constitution when the when the uh, we had the Articles, um, we were under the Articles, right? Articles of Confederation. Right. Um, when we had when we had that going on, it was the state borders were more akin to countries' borders, right? New York and New Jersey that was a real border. Right. Yeah, they they were loosely connected through this this bigger government, but at the end of the day, each state was like its own country just cooperating with one another. It was it was more akin probably to the United Nations, sorry, the, the European Union than it would be to uh, what the American Constitution ultimately became. So you used to have taxes. If you wanted to ship a product from New York to New Jersey, New York would levy a tax and vice versa. And that's no way to live. You're not a country at that point. You're a, you're basically a, a group of, of smaller countries that all hate each other. So when we had when we adopted our constitution, we got rid of the ability for states to impose barriers like that. You, you have certain amounts of freedom of movement. Now Congress can step in and regulate interstate commerce. Right, it's right. one of the most abused clauses in the constitution. Pretty much every law, not every law, but the majority of laws on the books derive their power from the interstate commerce clause. The idea that if if it if it even hypothetically involves money changing hands across state lines, Congress has the right to regulate it. Um, but states do not states. I mean, obviously you have state sales, sales tax and states can charge sales tax across state lines, but states are not now much more limited in what they're allowed to do and what they're allowed to do to people when they cross borders. Now, New York has been doing this. New York has been stopping cars going across the George Washington bridge and forcing people to basically tell them everything about them. They've been forcing people to quarantine. They've been, um, finding people who don't that has not been challenged. The courts have been giving them deference because it's a scary virus. But at some point, you're right. It has to go to the courts. The courts have to answer the question. Uh, I'm going to Hawaii in, uh, this year, this this January, this coming January. And Hawaii requires a negative test to land in Hawaii. Well, the, Hawaii is one of these 50 states of the United States. No court has yet examined whether it is constitutional for Hawaii to require people to have a medical procedure done just to cross a state boundary. Now I get it. Hawaii is a separate country, a separate uh, island. They have much stricter rules when it comes to wildlife and things like that because they have an ecosystem they want to protect. But if, if any other state did this, if New Jersey did that to New York and required everyone from New York driving through New Jersey to get a test done first, it would be thrown out as unconstitutional. Right. But Hawaii has been allowed to do it. So it, it's an interesting question. I don't know if they're going to – someone should challenge it. Absolutely. It's 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 definitely worthy of being challenged. I don't. I, the question is whether a court will is willing to step in and, and rule on it. Up you to know, this point, they've been giving deference. You know, my fear, though, is uh, until it, it, it makes its way through the, the court system, um, you know, I, I envision, you know, what I would call, you know – I don't know what you want to call it, leftist creep or or socialism creep, right? And so, yeah, CDC says you don't have to wear masks now, right? Um, but just today I walked into a restaurant for lunch and half of the people walking in there wearing masks. And the restaurant doesn't require it, right? But I wonder, I'm concerned that, um, you know, whether it's vaccine passports or masks because people are – you know, they're, they're afraid of their own shadow and they've forgotten about this thing called freedom, um, you know, and, and rights that, that are God given to us as citizens of the United States, um, that until the courts actually step in and do something about it, you know, 
rights are going to continue to be trampled on um, yeah. by, by private businesses, by airlines, by, you know, government, government entities. And, you know, it's like, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th that's the question. Obviously businesses are allowed to impose certain types of restrictions. If you want to go in, they're allowed to say no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right. Right. Bars are allowed to say, you're not allowed to wear gang colors. You're not allowed to wear biker vests, right? These are rules that have been kept on the books. They're you're allowed to do that. The question has always been, are businesses allowed to require you to cover your face? Well, if they can, if they can force you to take off your hat or they can force you to take off your mask, because remember before all this convenience stores would a lot of times say no masks because right. they don't want to get robbed. Right. Yeah, they call the cops. So <laughs> it, it, if, if the business has the right to tell you to take off the mask, does a business have the right to tell you to put one on most? Yeah. I mean, they do. It, it is pretty solid in precedent that businesses can set dress code, dress codes, right? Right. As stupid as it is, you treat a mask as a dress code. It's an article of clothing, albeit a temporary one covering part of your body. Now, does that mean you ha you should shop there? If you, if you disagree with it, don't shop there. Right. Right. And and I can tell you here in Texas, when they lifted it, some businesses, the big, obviously big businesses kept it, but there's been a fight between the small businesses and some kept it. And you could tell that they were losing business, losing clients because all of a sudden, a week after it just disappeared and they said, okay, no mask mandate. Right. So shop with your vote with your wallet yeah. and, and, and do whatever you think is best. But ultimately businesses probably do have the right to, I mean, I guess different states have different laws, but if they have the ability to set dress codes, then they have the ability to force you to wear masks. The, the weird thing is the passports. That's, that's a very different animal. The idea that just because a, a bar, for example, can require you to wear sh shoes, it's a very different prospect to say that bar now can demand access to your private medical records. Right. Like that, that that's a, that's a pretty big leap. So, um, and, and then you have HIPAA, you have other things come into play, but that is where I think the courts are ripe to come in and, and look at this. And I, I hope they do it quick, you know, but I think you're out, I think what you're saying is makes perfect sense. Um, if, if a business wants to mandate that, right, a private business wants to mandate that you wear a mask or that you have to have a vaccine passport or whatever, um, then I, I have no interest in doing business with that store, right? Yeah. And, you know, I look at this last year and, you know, I, I have, um, I have the, the, the opportunity to work for the company that Joe created from the ground up. And during COVID, uh, you know, we chose to keep our doors open against, against a lot of different, uh, you know, rules, regulations, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it. Right. Like we chose yeah. to continue engaging in commerce and doing our business and, and providing our employees with paychecks. And what's interesting is when you look at how our organization has done over the last year and you compare us to other people in our industry and, and even other businesses yeah. that we share building with, you know, we're, we're up in revenue year over year. Our workforce has grown year over year simply because we made a choice to keep our doors open and to let, let our employees make decisions as adult and as Americans. Right. So we, yeah. let, Hey, if you want to work from home, work from home, as long as you're, as long as there's production, that's all that matters. If you want to wear a mask in the office, wear a mask in the office, but we're not mandating that to anybody and we'll never close our doors. And I think that's yeah. the mentality that if, if I'm a small business or even a larger business, 
that's the mentality I'm going to have because I think that's the only way you're going to continue to grow and continue to have uh, customers coming through your door. You know, if, if I have to wear a mask to walk in your store right now, I'm not shopping there. Uh, there hey, yeah. it's, it's a global economy. I can find somewhere else to buy whatever I need to buy, you know. You can, and, and and that's a pretty steep barrier to entry. I mean, the mask wearing isn't steep barrier to entry, and and frankly, I, I as 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 much as annoying as it is, right? I have gone into businesses where the where the uh, the the owner or the shopkeeper says that they have, and they have a sign around the door that they have severe uh, immunodeficiencies, where they are very worried about catching things. And, and they're asking, please, can you just wear a mask? In, in that case where they're actually legitimately worried about their well-being, if I want to shop there and they have what I need, then yeah, I'll, I'll put on a mask. But the idea of, okay, show us your papers. Right. Show me your vaccine passport. Your medical, sh- show your me, medical show history. Show me your, yeah, I, I want to see your your doctor's notes. I want to see your physical. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, um, yeah, I, I want to know what, give me your phone. I'm going to call your proctologist. I want to know what he has to say about you too. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, where does it stop? Right. Where does it stop? Like, are, can they demand the video footage from your latest colonoscopy? Like, right. this is stupid. Like at some point what goes on, I mean, this is something that the left has always claimed yep. that your my, my body, my choice Absolutely. and whatever I do, whatever I do with my body, with my medical decisions, that's between me and a doctor and government has no right to intervene. That's always been the leftist rallying cry. Yep, and all of a sudden now. now, all of a sudden now, they're just demanding access to your most private medical records. And it's just, it, it's almost like they have no principles. It's almost like they have no guiding principles. It's just whatever ends justify the means, whatever they have to say to get what they want, they'll say it, even if they end up being proven to be hypocrites. Right. Later 100%. on. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. Um, also, we, I, I just saw this. I just saw this. This is coming out from the Biden administration. Of course, Fauci's involved in this. Let me show you this. This is a this is we don't have the audio for it, but the White House COVID task force is now saying they're partnering with dating apps. I'm not kidding. They're partnering with dating apps to help people va- verify their vaccination status so that the dating app will then put a badge on your application so that people who are interested in only dating someone who's vaccinated can know whether they're vaccinated or not. And the White House, this is coming from the White House, the White House is saying that in their pilot programs for this, having your vaccine status displayed and saying you're vaccinated increases your likelihood of being matched by 14%. Let me just explain this for what they're actually saying. They're basically trying to tell the American people, get vaxxed, get laid. That's what they're claiming. I mean, just just think about this. They're they're partnering with dating apps to try and help people hook up and try and convince people that getting vaccinated will make it easier for them to hook up. And yeah, for the people who are truly looking for love, I give you, I give you a thumbs up. Best of luck. But most people on these apps aren't. Yeah, get vaxxed, get laid. And of course, Anthony Fauci is getting involved in that. That's that's a classic, classic Fauci. It really is. So Joe, I'm talking with Joe. Joe says he's probably not going to make it uh, because he is too far away to get here in time. Exactly what I predicted. So he's he, he won't be here today. He's actually he's looking at buying a house down here. And what he is saying, 
he's, 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 he's just looking. He's he's testing out the waters. And what he's finding is that every house has 20 plus bids on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy times. Crazy times to try and buy a house. People bidding like crazy. So not, not so sure if he's going to be able to do that. So let, let's, I'll go, let me go back to my screen because I want to dive a little bit deeper into what's going on in Georgia because this is something I didn't expect. Georgia, this judge in Georgia has now authorized a forensic audit. So go to my screen. This is Gabe Sterling. Sterling I and mean, we're pulling this from the Gateway Pundit. Remember Gabe Sterling? He's the anti-Trumper. We went through his social media history, showed you just how anti-Trump he was. Gabe Sterling um, claimed, remember, we, we played the video of them running the same ballot through the machines multiple times. And we've explained to you how when you run a ballot through a machine multiple times, that machine triggers what's called adjudication. If a ballot comes in blank, the machine says something's wrong, it triggers adjudication, and people can go into the adjudication process and they can manually assign votes. The idea being, if someone incorrectly filled out their ballot and did it in a way that the machine can't automatically process it, someone can go in and say, oh, well, they didn't fill in the circle. They just kind of put an X over it. So I'm determining voter intent. The voter intended to vote this way. When you put a blank ballot in, it allows you in adjudication to vote in all of the spots. So you put through a bunch of blank ballots over and over and over again. Each one of them gets a separate image and each one of them goes to adjudication. So Gabe Sterling said that that wasn't possible, that that wasn't a big deal. It's completely normal. The judge in Georgia who has authorized this new forensic audit disagrees. He says that, that, that one of the reasons that he is allowing this to go forward is because it is a very real risk having ballots just run through over and over and over again. And yes, this is again from the Gateway Pundit. Georgia judge orders 145,000 absentee ballots from Fulton County to be scanned to determine legitimacy case revolves around explosive December report from Gateway Pundit. So remember this uh, Ruby, remember Ruby Freeman processing the same stack of ballots over and over and over again? That's what this is all about. They got a ton of ads on their site. It's really hard to watch. But yeah, so Ruby Freeman might actually start getting what she deserves. She ran all those ballots through over and over and over again. And now they're going to run every ballot. So why is that important? Right? If they've run the same ballot over and over and over again, let's, let's say you put a ballot through three times and the machine takes a different image three times. And each three times, you basically assign a different vote. Well, if you go back and you forensically examine all of the ballots, if you have three votes, but you have one ballot, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Or if you have all these ballots that have specifically machine printed ovals, that is a big, big problem. So we'll have to see what's going on here. The Georgia judge, I don't think he's allowing the auditors to perform the audit, but the auditors are allowed to be present. This is interesting. We're going to keep following this and hopefully we can we can start having answers, answers to the many questions. So we do have a call. We have Zach on the line. Zach, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday indeed. Ready for the weekend. I do have a yeah, sidebar I, I, kind I, of on that election stuff that you ahead. were just saying. The The other thing that we kind of talked about, it was, I want to say like back in November, that they had the numbers going up and down on the election night. Mm -hmm. Like I watched the whole time as they were bringing in ballots. And you could see them like go up 14K and then all of a sudden they, those would get erased. Yeah. 
and no one ever talks about that. And it's like, that's an algorithm that's computing those votes. Well, the official story is that they would, they accidentally would give ballots to one person when they should have gone to the other person. They're, they say, they say it's human error, but yeah, no, it, it seems algorithmic. And if we're being completely straightforward, I've never seen that. I've, I've watched elections before. I've never seen it going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, every network is usually a little bit off. Some are a little bit ahead of others, right? That happens. But the up and down where all of a sudden Donald Trump has 1.4 million and then it gets down down to 1.3, then it's back up to 1.4, then it's back down to 1.3. No, you're right. No one has adequately explained it. They've just been saying, well, you're, you're too dumb to understand it. Trust me, it's legitimate. That's how it works. And stop asking stupid questions. No one's actually gone through and explained it. And I think if they explained it, if there's a legitimate reason for it, the American people deserve the answer. The American people deserve to have their questions answered and not just be told to sit down, shut up and stay quiet. Um, that 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 to me well, if it's right. human it's error flag, right no wouldn't you want the audit yes 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 but like, they, but they say if that you can all of a sudden fourteen thousand votes are gone it's like okay guys it was the most safe election but what about the human error that would all this that's twenty thousand votes that just disappeared yeah yeah so they're saying that they don't need the audit because they already caught it so they say why do you need an audit we identified that we made a mistake and we fixed it so they say, you don't need an audit for that. That's, that's their claim. They say, we audited it in real time, and we fixed it. Um, Just like Facebook so that, regulates themselves on their yeah. platform too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Melinda in Facebook is saying, I'm, I'm promoting Hopium. I'm not. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Ruby will actually get what's coming to her. And the fact that this judge actually looked at the video and said, yeah, this is enough to get um, an audit, I'm hopeful. Now, do I trust that this is going to all work out? No. Right. And obviously we can't put the genie back in the bottle. We can't unskin the cat. Joe Biden's still going to be president. Um, but the Ameri- we, do- we all deserve the truth. And at the very least, it looks like but we can roll back. Like what they did. That was the thing that like it drove me insane because no conservatives were when they started all this mail in ballots. You didn't see anything on the news. Yeah. They're all like, well, OK. And then yeah, after it's yeah. too late, the Republicans come in again. Oh, they did this. They did this. And it's yeah, like and, too and late, realize, guys. Yeah, it, it's it's too late to stop Biden from being sworn in. But the first primary elections for the 2022 race are in, I believe, less than 10 months. So yeah. we don't have a lot of time. If these machines are compromised, if these election workers are compromised, in the case of Ruby Freeman. We need to figure out this now before she starts signing up for more shifts, doing ballot signature verification and doing and doing uh, adjudication. Right. We need to know because I guarantee you these people are going to try and run the election the same way they did next year. And it's well, not tried warning late. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He and did. I've seen like, I've seen get letters, on the polls seen... and get involved in the election. And then mm-hmm. it just flopped. Yeah, and we and we covered. I mean, the left knew the left suspected that this was going to happen. For weeks they were saying that that, that Trump was going to declare victory, but don't let him do it too quickly cuz the ballots will start trickling in and then he'll lose. Wait a minute. Like that, that should have been a red flag. Yeah, that should have been a red flag because that that's never happened in history. We've never had someone win by that big of margin 
on election night and just have the ballots start trickling in for days until he loses. Um, but they, they were prepared. They knew it was coming because they were warning people. Again, as you said, they called it the red mirage. He didn't really win. It was just your eyes playing tricks on you. Yeah. I don't know. That was enough on that tangent, but that, that was like the thing that that's something that you can point to and say, Hey guys, like this is what happened. The other yeah. thing that I wanted to kind of ask you about, were you reading the D live chat yesterday? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. It goes, I have, I have one screen up top that has like 10, 10 browser windows. I have four quadrants on my main one and then all the windows. I read a little bit. Why? What was going on? Well, I just wanted to talk about media algorithms for people because everyone thinks that they live in the truth. And the honest truth is if you don't see liberal and conservative media, you're not living in truth. We're living, living in a bubble. It's possible that you could be in a bubble of complete truth, but very unlikely. <laughs> very unlikely. But, I mean, I watched it happen to me, Max. The slow yeah. creep of like Q into my media algorithm. And mm -hmm. I click on it just to like play with the algorithm and see what it was going to do. And then it started showing more and eventually I just ignored all of them and they went away. But yeah, that's how they make extremists on the right and left. Yeah. And it's Facebook doing it. Yeah. No, we, we, we've never, I, I've never gotten on board with the Q stuff, man, because I didn't have time to go back and read everything. But the whole concept, I mean, they're still talking about the whole concept that there are people who are pedophiles who hold positions of power. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. And they deserve to be called out, right? Where they lose on me the right is on the right and other, left, too. The other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where the Q stuff guess... lost me was on the other details, the predictions that didn't come true. But if we're just talking about that there are pedophiles in Hollywood, in government, in big business, and they and they are pulling the strings and they deserve to be removed from power. Yeah, I mean, that should be controversial. And you can tell how terrified those people are of being outed by how fervently they're still going after QAnon. Like they're still going after it. It's yeah. not really a thing anymore. And they're still trying to brand people as QAnon supporters to discredit the idea that there are pedophiles out there doing terrible things. I mean, Epstein's Island was a conspiracy theory until we had drone footage showing it. <laughs> so, I mean, th this is yeah. real stuff. This is real stuff. And just then Epstein not, killed himself, don't you know? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. He killed himself with just his sheer body weight off of the top of a bunk bed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that at but all. But it's like, that's the kind of stuff that they're, they're building it. Yeah, like the leftists want to get mad at Republicans and the Republicans want to get mad at the leftists. And it's like Facebook is building both sides. Well, they, they, they were building both sides and now they are trying to tear down one side. So they, they aren't equal opportunity anymore. It's, uh, They're it's not, not though. Quite they the leave the fake stuff up and they take the real stuff down. Oh, yeah, but they declare the fake stuff to be real. That's what I mean. That they yeah. they, they pick sides. Yeah, that's they pick exactly the winners it. And losers. Yeah, yeah, it, you're you're right. It's uh, Facebook. Facebook's gonna have a reckoning, and uh, they can't. They can't. They they tried straddling the fence for so long, and just saying, listen, as long as it's not illegal, do whatever you want. And they've started now, obviously, lifting their leg up over the fence and saying that conservatism is 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 not welcome here. Um, you. It's that it's that old Michael Jordan quote when they asked him why aren't you engaging in politics? He says because Republicans buy sneakers too. 
these businesses are going to reach the point where they're going to learn through their their revenue statements, through their income statements, that this wokeism is going to is going to be hurting their bottom line. It's just a matter of when. A lot of companies have already experienced it. Some still have to. I mean, Disney Disney for, has has experienced it a ton. They they understand that they made a huge mistake in going woke, um, especially when they get called out on it. Other companies are a little bit slower. Well, Zach, do you have any any uh, plans for the weekend? Any, doing anything fun? Just working. I got to finish this no. remodel. Well, it's it's not it's not work if you love what you do. So I hope you love remodeling. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, have a good one, Mike. Well, thanks for calling in, Zach. Have a great have a good one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not work if you love what you do. That that's good advice for everyone. Other good advice for everyone is that if you live in a remote area, if you live in the rural area, suburbs, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, you got to be focused on health insurance. Now, your health insurance plan will help you when you have to get to a doctor, as long as you're in network. Right? We've all experienced the, the terror of going out out of network. As long as you're in network, your health insurance plan will, will help you. It won't. Not every plan is good, thanks Obamacare, but it'll help you. What health insurance plans often don't cover are ambulance costs, and what they definitely do not cover are air medical transport. So if you need to be airlifted, God forbid you need to be airlifted, do you know how much that's gonna cost? It's gonna cost tens of thousands of dollars. It's not a joke. It's very, very expensive, but it doesn't have to be. If you sign up with Air Medicare Network, sponsor of the show, for $85 for one year, you can have coverage for your entire household, not just you, not just your spouse, your household. So should disaster strike, should an emergency materialize and you need to be airlifted, as long as you use an AMC and provider, you will not pay one cent for that air medical transport. Now I say $85 a year, it can actually be less if you're a senior citizen and less if you buy three or five years at a time. And if you use promo code daily, if you go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card for signing up. It's free money. So this is really common sense stuff. If you spend a lot of time outdoors, even if you don't, just the risk of, of needing an air medical transport and having to pay that bill, no one should have no one should have to worry about that. So again, go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. So we do have another caller. We have Patrick on the line. Patrick wants to talk about the U.S. Army and different ad campaigns they're running. This should be interesting. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, Max. Uh, it's nice to be back. Nice to be on your show again. Um, Good to have you. So I, I was wondering, if you, have you have you seen the new army ad that's going out compared to the the Chinese army ad and Russian army ad? Uh, I I think I think I think I know what you're talking about. I think I saw it. I I've noticed that the ads are are getting a little bit um, a little bit more PC, a little bit less about about how strong you are. Like you remember the old Marine ads where the Marine would be like climbing the mountain and he'd fight the fire demon. You remember that ad? Like that was a cool ad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, they, they aren't really producing those kinds of ads anymore. Um, so yeah, so talk, talk about it. Uh, let me see if I can find it while you're talking. So, yeah, so I, I've watched, I've watched all these ads and practically the Chinese ad is about standing up for your country, fight, fighting the heart to, defend your nation and it throughout the ad it shows off its military prowess lots of cool weaponry it shows the bravery of the soldiers running in the paddle uh the russian army ad is basically 
who you were yesterday is no longer who you are now. You are a warrior. You're a guardian. Your country is your lifeline. And then the U.S. Army mm-hmm. added is, hey, I have two moms. <laughs> yeah. So this is it, I, it's not it, a real it's ad. Because... It's not a real ad. It's not a real ad. It's a it's a meme, right? No, it's 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 I mean, it's part of the it's part of the USAREC, the U.S. Army recruiting um, uh, outreach campaign that th- th- these these generals and high high ranking non commissioned officers basically have come together and they've made this campaign in order to outreach towards the American people to get them to join the military. And I'm look I'm it, looking at it right now because it, all it's it, doing it, is it is this the one that's like partially animated? Yeah, it's the one that's partially animated. Okay, Mr. Producer, I just messaged it to you. It's a Twitter video. If we can go ahead and and put that up the call on the screen. Put that up on the screen. Is is this it? Rewind to the beginning. I think this is it. Let's go ahead and play. Turn up the volume. На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов. Но разве ты способен узнать себя? Познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы. А без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле, главный враг – это задача выследить врага. Догнать его. Превзойти. Стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California. With a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my call. We are so screwed. That That's a real ad? Is that a real ad? Do we still have Patrick on? Do we lose Patrick? We did. He just called back in. I'm putting him in now. Okay. I put him on that back now. Is that a real ad? Oh, 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 oh. You got to mute that. Um, No, you got to mute the ringing. Producer, you got to mute that ringing. Um, All right, we got Patrick. Patrick, Do we have you? All right, we got Patrick back. Okay. Patrick, is is that a real, that's a, everyone's saying that's a real ad? We have him? Uh, he's off. Are you here? Are you there, Patrick? All right. He's, this is all over the place. Um, Pat, Patrick, are you there? I, I kind of hear him. Miss Producer, take him off the air and talk to him. See if we can get that figured out. Everyone's saying that's a real ad. How did I not see that? How have I not seen that before? That is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're so screwed. We're so screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. We're done. We're done. I mean, if that is the new, and, and people saying that it's, it's much longer, I believe it's much longer. This is just the snippet that I found on social media. Um, if if it's longer, I can't imagine it gets much better. Yeah, we're so screwed. And there, there's an old line that's attributed to uh, Yamamoto. It's, it's not real. People can't prove they said it, but it sounds nice. They asked him, why ha- Why didn't you invade the United States? And he said, that's because there is a gun behind every blade of grass. Now, that's like more apocryphal. We don't really know if that's real. Um, but I like it because it's true. So 
if that's what the military is going to be like, then we all just need to make sure that we are armed because it, it, God forbid there's ever an invasion of the United States, that military is not going to be able to protect us. And it's going to be up to all of us as the unorganized militia to do the dirty work. Okay. Patrick is saying, are you back, Patrick? Do we have you back? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? <clears throat> yes. So I am shocked that I hadn't seen that ad. That is, that is, uh, uh, there are no words. It is, well, if you're looking for well, the perfect like, juxtaposition, that's it. Well, it's like I said before, Max, uh, it was the wokeism of the military that drove me out. You know, I did 10 years. I was going to do 20. But yeah. this new, kinder, gentler army that they're trying to raise, I can't. I just can't do it because eventually I'm going to get in trouble. And I don't yeah. want to lead yeah. soldiers into combat that aren't prepared for combat. Yeah, I don't, they're more how prepared did I not for wokeism and PC and everything. How did I not see that video? I'm I'm stunned. I mean, I've seen other ones like it, but I've never I've never seen that the side by side. Yeah, like, oh, uh, we're an army of one. We're gonna we're like they're going after the two moms demographic. Like what? Yeah, that's not a demographic. <laughs> the, thing, the the thing about the army is when you join, like your recruiter told you, like, hey, just so you know, like you're gonna have to put your life on pause because your whole commitment is to the U.S. Army. Or to yeah. the country, who who you are, you can't you can't be like who you used to be. You have to conform to this one standard, and, and so like political commentary wasn't really accepted in the service. I mean, you, you had guys that would that would sorry, there's a leaf blower going outside. Um, <laughs> you would have guys that would try to talk about politics here and there, but as far as the work capacity, that was it. Like you never really spoke anything about it, and I don't know, just. You you look at the Russian ad, you look at the Chinese army ad, and you see that they're trying to go for the 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 strength of the nation, and you know they're yeah. building their militaries, they're getting stronger, and it just seems like our military is going after one key demographic that doesn't really make up a whole portion of the United States, and I'm you know I'm scared because if the next big conflict happens, the United States probably isn't going to stand much of a chance. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Producer, I am sending you a uh, a link. This is what U.S. military commercials used to look like. I'm I'm not sure where the one with the fire is. I I, I remember that. That might be a different one. Um, but this is a 2001 Marine Corps commercial. Can we get that ready to go, Mr. Producer? Just throw it up on the screen and let, let let's let's play it if we yeah, have give it. Me, give me one sec. I'll have it up in just a sec. Okay. Um, this guy, Marines, just. Yeah, it's night and day. It's it's stunning how I mean, so not only are they trying to get the two moms demographic, they're also trying to not get the manly man demographic, right? Because they they don't want toxic masculinity. Just just think about that for a second. The United States military does not want toxic masculinity. If there if if toxic masculinity even existed, the place you'd want it the most is in the US military. <laughs> that's that's where you'd want it the most. But they're deliberately trying. So Patrick will keep you on the line, but I want I want to play this. This is this is one of my the earliest ads I remember from the US military from 2001. This is a US Marine Corps commercial called The Climb and just notice how different it is. Let's play that clip.
passage is intense. But if you complete the journey, you will find your destiny among the world's greatest warriors. The few, the proud, the Marines. So that is a kick-ass commercial. I dare anyone to watch that and not get goosebumps when when you uh, when you see them raising the flag when you when you hear the music. That's a good ad. That is an ad designed to recruit Marines, right? <laughs> this new you know, ad. It, I, the I, thing I, is, I, when I was a kid, sorry, when I was a kid and I watched that ad after nine eleven, that was what made me want to join. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, then, that like is how I, you like get people to join. Like when I was coming in, the ads at the time were the uh, Army Strong ads. And those, those were awesome ads. It showed off the firepower of the United States military. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to stand up for my country and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. It, it's almost like they don't want people to join the military. I mean, like, yeah, like, like... okay, they, they, they get the one person out there who had two moms growing up and also wants to be in the military. Okay, they recruited that one. How many did they turn off by that ad? I, I want to watch it again. Can we can we pull up that Twitter video again? I, I want to watch it again because I <laughs> the first time I've ever seen it. I'm, again, I apologize. I should have seen it, Miss Bruce. Let's go back to that Twitter clip and let's play it again because I can't. I I I still. I know everyone's saying it's real. I still can't believe that it's real. Do we got that? Can we play that? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов, но разве ты знать себя? Познать границы своих возможностей. К черту границы. А без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле, главный враг это задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. To marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord. And I okay, so second time watching that, I have more thoughts. If, if that is a true story, she joined the army or whatever branch i i i it's all kind of fuzzy even just now watching that yeah, she joined the for the wrong reason she joined for the wrong reason she said she wanted to join to prove her inner strength that's uh, that that's a very selfish reason like as you said army of one you joined to be part of something bigger than yourself um that, no, i i joined to to prove my own inner strength it it even that 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 line isn't even like the most line that should stick out to people. It sticks out the most to, for me because it's you're joining for the wrong reasons. Like, it, I mean, I, yeah, sure, people do it. People join because they want to see how strong they are. Fine, but that isn't shouldn't be an ad campaign. That's about as far from army of one as it can possibly get. And that marine cl commercial we just played, as he's climbing that cliff face, he is coming into contact with all of the past marine heroes who are trying to give him. Uh, encouragement to help him get up at the top. That's about as far from this current commercial as you can get. I want. I want. Well, I in, want in stark contrast. Yeah. In, in stark really contrast is. to the uh, Russian ad, the Russian ad literally starts off as, "Here you are now. 
you are not who you were yesterday. And the whole basis of that, of the Russian army ad is you are a warrior who you were before. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter the good or bad yeah. times you had, but now you will look for the enemy. You will fight the enemy. You will destroy your enemy. You were a warrior of the Russian army. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the basis of the Russian, of the Russian ad and the U S army ad is like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I, I said for equality. Cool. But how does that show off the strength of our country for the military? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't speak Russian. I don't speak Russian. I'll take your word for it. That's what it says. That's what it seems to be saying. I mean, you, you see what they're doing, yeah. how they all are standing, and then they all pivot. At the same time, it's to create mm -hmm. the cohesive feeling that you're not just a loner. You ha now have brothers in the military with you. I don't know. Eh. I don't, I don't get it. This is, we're, we're so screwed. It's also, it's also cool is when you couple this on top of the fact that the U uh, S army actually did away with shark attacks in basic training, which basically a shark attack is when you get off the bus and you meet your drill sergeants, they scream at you. They throw stuff at you. They oh, yeah. basically just put you under so much stress. And so that way, yeah. when you do get to combat and you start having bolts flying over, you don't break so down. I, so the army yeah, got rid like of that. Full, and now they're bringing like full these, these kind like of full metal jacket. Of, Outreach. Like Full Metal Jacket or uh, or Hacksaw Ridge, anyone who's seen those movies, yeah, you just get completely belittled. And the whole goal is to break you down, to break you down so they can mm -hmm. build you up the way they want to build you up. And they and they highlight your insecurities, and and yeah, they they will they will beat it out of you, right? The idea that they're not doing that anymore because they don't want to make people sad, they don't want to highlight insecurities, they don't want the drill sergeant to make fun of someone who's a little pudgy. Um, you know, we are so screwed. We're so screwed. Yeah. I, this is, I, I, I weep. Uh, my, the army I joined is long dead and gone. Yeah, no, well, I'm, I, I, last time you called in, I felt bad that you left, but seeing this, seeing this commercial, I, uh, I, I can't help but think that you did the right, made the right decision. But at the same time, you're out now. And now there's someone like that taking your place. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very mixed yeah. feelings. Very and mixed feelings about this. And it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Well, well, thank you so much for, for mentioning that. I hadn't seen it before. I, I, I wish I still hadn't seen it because this has flooded me with different emotions. <laughs> but thanks so much for calling in, Patrick. Well, really I hate to do that to you. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, thanks for calling in. Have a great weekend. Yes, you too, Max. Thank I, you. I cannot believe I hadn't seen that. How did I not see that? Did this come out just in like recent days? That can't have been that old. That can't have been. It can't have been that old. I would have seen it if it was more than a day or two ago. <clears throat> oh, okay. So now, okay. So this is Ted Cruz's. Yeah, I, I haven't been watching late night television like uh, like uh, cable news. I haven't been watching it the last couple weeks. Um, so that's that's how I much must have missed it. Ted Cruz is going on about it. He he absolutely should. Oh, and he tweeted about it. <laughs> So this is this is Ted Cruz's uh, tweet. He says, "Holy crap! Perhaps a woke, emasculated military is not the best idea." And someone said, "I trust that young lady to defend us over Ted Cruz any day." Well, that's that's a that that's dangerous. Uh, that's kind of terrifying that there are people who truly believe that that's a good way to advertise the U.S. military. I, I, I'm still stunned. I'm still stunned. Oh, yeah. No, people say if you want to cringe, Max, look up the vaccine TikToks I have. And, and that's one of my favorite parts of TikTok. 
cringy vaccine sing-along karaoke numbers, which, as everyone knows, um, I sent them to Josh a while back, and uh, <laughs> and we played it. I have been ordered never to play that again because it was that bad. But yes, I, I enjoy vaccine TikTok. I enjoy watching, watching, uh, <laughs> watching the, the stupid. I really do. Um, so Joe is not going to make it onto the podcast today. Unfortunately, he uh, hopefully he makes it to dinner because I'm cooking a fabulous brisket for him. I put the brisket in at 1130 last night, last night, cook it low and slow. Everyone wants to know my brisket. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. No one, no one's asked for it, but I'll tell you. <laughs> you start with a Packer brisket, which is the point in the flat. You shave off the unnecessary fat that you, that you don't want it, don't want on it. You smear uh, mustard all over it, and then you hit it with two ingredients: coarse pepper and coarse salt. 50-50. That's it. No other, no other seasonings. Let the meat taste like meat. Just hit it with salt and pepper. I then put it in at 225, usually 11 to 11.30, depending on what time, depending on what time we want to eat. I'll then go to bed. I have a pellet grill, so it's fine. Go to bed, wake up, and I, uh, I check on it, 8 o'clock. Check on it like 7 or 8. If it is starting to hit 150, 155, 160 degrees, I'll wrap it in butcher paper. I'll spray it down with water, give it a little bit more moisture, put it in, and then I start kicking up that heat once it gets to the stall, depending on how fast I want to eat it. Um, but that is the way I do it. And it's, uh, it, it, it comes out well. It comes last, uh, when I had, uh, when I had my friend here, he, uh, he, I cook, I made one for him and he said it was, um, it was just as good. He said as uh Franklin barbecue in Austin, which is high praise, high, high praise. So hopefully he makes it lots of people saying, where are you? They don't have plans for dinner. Uh, San Antonio area. <laughs> so if Joe doesn't make it, I'm going to have a 14 pound brisket that someone needs to eat. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll put it out for all of you guys, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully he makes it, but we're going to cut the podcast a little short as a result. We intend to have him on, but he is otherwise, um, otherwise unavailable. So rather than just vamping for another 10 minutes, we're going to cut the podcast here. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the audio version. It's very important. I, I, if you do anything, Make sure you're subscribed to an audio version. Make sure you're downloading the audio version. That's how we're able to prove the numbers and get ad revenue, which is how we grow the show. So please do do please do that. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow is probably going to be pre-recorded tomorrow, and I don't know if I'm going to broadcast it or I'm just going to post it. Most likely it'll be posted, but we'll see. Um, I, ha I have something I have to do with my wife tomorrow during our normal time slot, but I'm going to pre-record something. It's been a couple weeks without a Saturday podcast and I want to make sure I get one out. But we usually go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, DLive, Twitch. Somehow Twitch hasn't figured out we're here yet and conservative-daily.com. So make sure you are subscribed and you're following us on all four of those platforms because you never know when we're going to get kicked off of Facebook or the like. So make sure you check out all those links in the description. Make sure you sign up for our email newsletter. Text FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text alert when we go live. Make sure you check out our sponsors, How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative, and Air Make Care Network. Very good. Sponsors, very good. We, we don't take a lot of sponsors, but when we do, we make sure they're ones we believe in. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Again, my name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.